0: Is there not an entire section on this other? Okay. No, know yes, I may have changed my mind in the meantime on that. So it's unfair. I may have, I may have changed my mind about Peter for example. Is is your, is your book for sale it? Yes.
1: Sir. Let me tell you. 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 What have you ever asked God for forgiveness? <laughs> I'm not sure I have. I just go and try and do a better job from there. I don't think so. you This is my vibe. What got something to say.
0: Hey, what's going on, y'all? Welcome back to Let Me Tell You, Episode Seventy-Two. I am your host, the Evangelical Norm. I don't know why I said seventy-two like that. Seventy-two. Um so, just just say it with me. It's been a crazy week in the news cycle. 2020 is just like, every week, They it's got to try to top itself. I, I don't know if this week was any crazier than the week before, but um, some of the stuff that's going on, I mean, it's just, uh, I mean, it, we're at the point where we may, for the first time in the history of presidential debates, not have a presidential debate um if the Democrats are smart, they won't let Joe Biden uh, get on a stage and uh, try to <laughs> make any kind of, of uh, valid point about anything. It's just it's crazy uh, the, to hear the things that he says, I saw a great meme the other day was uh, had like the uh, impractical jokers or whatever those guys are, the the dudes that talk on the microphone and tell, tell the other dude what to say, right? It's like a Joe Biden is an ongoing episode of that. So it'll be interesting to see what comes up over the next little bit. But uh, a couple of things I wanted to talk about today. um, First off, maybe I did it just to get an opportunity to share this, this seriously disturbing photo of Bill Clinton in a blue dress. But um, so, Apparently, some sealed court files have leaked uh, with an eyewitness account putting uh, Bill Clinton on Jeffrey Epstein's uh, little pedophile island uh, with young girls. So, I don't know how these sealed court documents continue to leak. Um, Somebody's not doing their job. This is kind of crazy. But so, this has come out. And Clinton has denied it, which obviously he would. And now again, we find ourselves in that place of, and here's the funny thing. And again, it comes back to that whole idea of consistent worldview. Those of us on the right, anytime any of these things come up, any of these allegations and stuff like that, we're always like, well, we have to sit, we have to wait for the evidence to come out. We have to wait for for more information and stuff like that. You know, Kavanaugh and Roy Moore and all those, which rightly so, we should wait for more evidence. But with this, I mean, people are on the right are just like, look, here he is. He's guilty and, and not waiting. Right. And this is the problem. This is the complaint is that we get angry about it on one side and then we fall into the exact same ditch just on the other side of the road. And we really, we do. I mean, ultimately, this man is innocent until proven guilty. Um, And now we wait. We wait for investigation. We wait. We hope that there will be an investigation. Um, We hope that people will be brought to justice in this horrifying situation that has been had ongoing for years um, and a lot of really important names in those flight logs for the plane out to this uh, island where Epstein apparently trafficked young girls. So we wait. We sit and we wait, and this is what we do. And we should do it, if it's an accusation against a Democrat, the same way we do that when it's an accusation against a Republican or an Independent or anybody else. We should have a consistent worldview in those things and we should be treating each side the same. And so again, allegations are there supposedly an eyewitness testimony that places him there. Uh and apparently there's another one that came out that said they've never never seen Trump there. Trump didn't ever go there. So and it, part of me is like, well that's great. Um doesn't completely exonerate Trump from everything. I mean, he's been accused um uh by underage girls, but I mean, the things that he's been accused of, and we can't prove, are well. I guess that would be worse, but everything that he's admitted to is is just as bad, is just as sinful. And again, if we're going to maintain that consistent worldview, now I understand people who say they're going to vote for Trump because you know it's better than Biden or this or that. If you can give a a, a valid reason. To vote for him, fine. Vote for him. But don't expect me. I, I have my valid reason not to vote for him. And I didn't vote for him before. And I'm 99.98% sure I'm not going to vote for him again. Same, same odds of getting COVID. So maybe if I get COVID, I'll vote for Trump. I don't know. So, But on that note, talking about Trump and COVID and so on. So there's a big stink over this video of these doctors, the frontline doctors, um, standing out in front of the Supreme court, I believe it was, or the Capitol building or somewhere, um, in DC giving a, a, a press conference talking about how they have treated patients with, with hydroxychloroquine and zinc and or Zithromax, Zithromycin and, uh, this has been a, a very uh, beneficial treatment for people. Now, I know somebody personally who was in the hospital, was in the ICU, was treated with hydroxychloroquine, and recovered. And it apparently helped him to recover. So, anecdotally, this is great information. Now, the fact that some people, some of these people were saying it was a cure... This is this is the false information that, that YouTube and Google or Facebook or whatever are uh, tagging, and rightly so. I mean, I don't think they should be tagging this and removing it and, you know, banning it or anything like that. But, I mean, if you want to put a tag on there that says, this is not a cure, and we know this is not a cure, but it can definitely help. I mean, we've got tons of anecdotal evidence now. Have there been controlled studies and so on? Not that we know, not that I know of, I haven't seen any, I heard that there's supposed to be one coming out from Denmark or Sweden or somewhere, um, soon showing their results and a, a actual, you know, control group study of, of hydroxychloroquine and its effectiveness with this, uh, virus. So, um, But this lady in the front, and her name is... uh, I I should have wrote her name down. I did not... Stella. Stella Emmanuel is her name. And she was the one that that people focused in on simply because she's got some crazy ideas. uh, Has said some crazy things in the past. So apparently she's from somewhere in Africa, Nigeria, somewhere. Um, Not saying that makes her a bad doctor. I, I... I would probably see her um, as a primary care physician if she's, you know, d- depending on how good she was to me. Um, but so having a, a medical degree from some other country does not mean that you're a bad doctor. But, I mean, she said some pretty crazy stuff, some things that have been recorded. Gynecological problems are because in your sleep you're having sex with demons and witches. And, okay, wow, <laughs> Stop. Not true, not real. She's apparently very, probably very Pentecostal in her, her Christianity. And so that's where some of this stuff comes from. Believe me, I, mean, I, I I know people that there's a demon under every stone. When that creeps into your medical practice, now we may be having a little bit of a problem. Um, again, I'm not saying, so many disclaimers. I'm not saying that your religious beliefs can't inform your medical beliefs, but really demons having sex with you while you're asleep, causing gynecological problems. No doc. No. So with that, that of course people just completely focused on her and that's supposed to like, you know, completely discredit everybody in this group. But I mean, there are some, some good doctors in here. Not that she's not a good doctor, but, um, doctors who haven't said crazy things about having sex with demons so dr. Simone gold as um, an emergency medicine specialist in Los Angeles uh, dr. Bob Hamilton is a pediatrician from Santa Monica um, of course dr. Stella Emanuel dr. Dan Erickson was uh, in, in another video he's one of these guys that owns um, these urgent care clinics and a, apparently is a doctor that works in those and owns those um and has had you know again was in another video that kind of got shadow banned on youtube and facebook as well dr richard urso as an ophthalmologist with houston eye associates um he has a primary and secondary specialty of ophthalmology so okay i don't know why an ophthalmologist is in here and treating patients with hydroxychloroquine if you're not i mean What does COVID and and eyes have to do with each other? So a little interesting thing there. Um, Dr. James Todaro, um, he's a Detroit area physician, managing partner of an invested fund and and former physician with an eye group. Again, another eye doctor. Uh, Maybe, I don't know. It doesn't really say what his specialty is. Dr. Joe Ladapo is an associate professor of medicine at the, in the Division of General Internal Medicine and Health Services Research at David Geffen School of Medicine at UCLA. So now here we've got a professor of medicine at UCLA, one of the better schools in the nation, right? And so these are the doctors that are part of this, this study this group. We can't discount them all because Stella Emanuel has some some crazy religious ideas. Now again, all this information is anecdotal. But if it's true, I I can't imagine these docs are going to come up and falsify information in front of this thing. These are doctors who have treated patients with hydroxychloroquine, have seen results from that, have not seen any negative results from that. And have had all these patients recover from COVID-19 after being treated with hydroxychloroquine. So, again, yes, it's all anecdotal. I, I understand that it is all anecdotal. But it doesn't mean we should just completely rule it out. But it doesn't mean we should just buy into it either. The anecdotal evidence should lead to studies and actual control group studies that give us some more information. I believe my daughter is awake and walking around in the room above me. If you hear that creaking, it's just the ceiling. So, um, yeah, that was, that was a really – so the fact that it was – you know, the fact that they banned it drew more and more atten- attention to it. That was the dumbest thing they could have do, done was just outright banned this video. That was, that was dumb. Um, but again I'm not saying it's it's absolutely credible I mean I would say it it has some credibility to it these doctors are not quacks Um, if they are none of them should be practicing at this point Uh, but again what this should do is this should lead to studies in this uh, situation it should it should cause the American you know FDA or whoever it is that that CDC or whoever is, is running these studies to go well we've got a lot of anecdotal evidence that this stuff does work so let's let's do some some serious controlled studies to see if it really does and hopefully you know that'll come because again they're talking about vaccines and stuff like we have never had a vaccine for coronavirus and even if we do get a vaccine it doesn't mean it's going to be gone people get a flu shot every single year and all the time we get new strains of the flu and some are worse than others. So we have to go, let's, let's look at this. Let's study this. Let's see if this hydroxychloroquine is a good option, which it looks like it is to me. I would, if I had COVID and my doctor gave me the option, I would say, absolutely. Please give me this stuff. Cause it helped my buddy in Colorado and obviously these doctors, it has helped them as well. So let's see where this goes. It'll be interesting to watch the, uh, this stuff play out in the future. And then the last thing we want to talk about, um, Jonathan Isaac. I had no idea who this guy was before this week. I love basketball, but again, I don't have a whole lot of time to follow it the way I used to. You know, years ago, back in the glory days, 90, 90s. 90s through early 2000s when all I did was was follow everything and I could tell you all of Carl Malone's stats and John Stockton's stats and all this stuff. I could tell you everybody who was in the league and and break it down for you and talk intelligently about it. Today, I know like three guys on the Utah Jazz, maybe four, right? Uh, Donnie Mitchell, Rudy Gobert, uh, Joe Ingles, and Mike Conley. And then maybe one or two. others. So, you know, that's what I know about basketball. But this guy popped up, no pun intended, uh, this week. And really interesting that, you know, there there was one other picture I saw of a guy who did not kneel for the uh, national anthem during the basketball game. But he did wear a Black Lives Matter shirt. Jonathan Isaac wore no shirt and did not kneel. And then he was asked about it later in, in, after, the, um, after the game and the press conference that they do. And so I'm going to pull it up, and I'm going to let, let him and let you listen, and then we'll talk about what he's had to say. And this was awesome. I mean, this, this was very awesome. And so we'll, we'll, we'll converse about it. But let me let Jonathan Isaac answer this question for himself. Okay, first off, really, really, lady? This is a black man sitting in front of you. Are you really going to ask him that question? Do you believe that black lives matter? Did you expect him to say no?
1: of Black Lives Matter, that it, it made me okay. support Black I, think Lives this, not. I believe that. I think um, the sound so was my bad volume, on my so, so we're going
0: to back it up. I think my volume was way So down. you didn't
1: kneel during the anthem, but you also didn't wear a Black Lives Matter shirt. Uh, do you believe that Black Lives Matter? Absolutely. I believe that Black Lives Matter. Um, a, lot, a lot went into my decision, and part of it is, first off, um, it is it's, it's my thought that you know, kneeling or wearing a Black Lives Matter t-shirt um, don't go hand in hand with supporting black lives. And so um, I felt like just me personally, um, and what it is that I believe in standing on a stance that um, I do believe that black lives matter, but I, I just felt like it was a decision that I had to make. And, and I, I didn't um, you know, feel like putting putting that shirt on and kneeling uh, went hand in hand with um, supporting black lives or that it, it made me support black lives or not. I believe that for myself, my, my, my life has been supported uh, through the gospel, of Jesus Christ, and, and that everyone is made in the image of God and that we all for God's glory. And that uh, you know, each and every one of us, each and every day do things that we shouldn't do. We say things that we shouldn't say. Uh, we hate and we, we dislike people that we shouldn't hate and dislike. Um, and, and sometimes it gets into a point where we point fingers about whose evil is worse. And, and sometimes that comes down to simply whose evil is, is most visible. So um, I felt like I wanted to just take a stand on I feel like we all make mistakes, but I think that the gospel of Jesus Christ is that there's grace for us and that Jesus came and died for our sins and that if we all will come to an understanding of that and understand that God wants to have a relationship with us, um, that we can get past skin color, we can get past all the things in our world that are messed up, jacked up. Um, I think when you look around, racism isn't the only thing that, that, that plagues our society. That plagues our nation. That plagues our world. And I feel like, you know, coming together on that message that we want to get past not only racism but everything that 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 that, that plagues society. I feel like the answer to it is is the gospel. The
0: answer. If I
1: may answer that. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, am I able to follow up with a quick one? Yes, please do. Go ahead. Okay. Um. So, Jonathan, I I I'm asking this with all sincerity. I just want to really understand your reasoning for that. Can you just explain further what you feel like religion has to do with kneeling for the anthem to protest against racism and police brutality?
0: Okay, so before he gets to that, again, the, the question is, this is a basketball game. Can we talk about basketball? Now, someone did ask him about the game, and then someone else came back to this. But I love the fact that this dude just preached the gospel, just laid out the gospel, I mean, not any of the exact same words that I would use in teaching and preaching the gospel, but it was, it was the gospel. And, you know, apparently this guy is an ordained minister and preaches. And so, so, I mean, this was awesome. Um, again, he never does actually say, you know, this is why I did not kneel. Obviously, it's because he believes in God. And, you know, if he were to make the statement like other people have made that I, I kneel before no one but God, um, that would be, you know, the answer. I think what they're trying to get out of him. Um, but again, I mean, what, it's crazy that it, it, it was, you know, now it, it, it's controversial to actually stand for the national anthem. It's controversial not to wear a Black Lives Matter shirt. And so, again, now I've had, you know, guys that I know and that I love and um, have talked about this. And, and, you know, the whole issue of, you know, BLM and Black Lives Matter and so on. And why won't you just wear the shirt? Here's the problem. It's almost impossible at this point to separate the statement from the movement. And we know that the organization, BlackLivesMatter.org, is completely anti-christian you know They they want to deconstruct the nuclear family they're about lgbtq trans whatever stuff and and so on so we can if you are proclaiming christian i don't think you can in in right conscience and in accordance with what god's word says align completely with the black lives matter movement because you're what part does light have with darkness, right? And there is a lot of darkness, no pun intended, um, in the movement, the Black Lives Matter movement, with this deconstructing the family and so on. So there's there are things in that movement that, as a Christian, you cannot align with. And if you do, it's like aligning with abortion. Well, that abortion is part of their platform as well. And so to try to say... You know, it's it's like saying, you know, separating Make America Great Again from Trump. I mean, if, if you wear a MAGA hat, it's automatically assumed that you support Trump. Well, what if I just want to make America great again? What if I feel like America has not been great recently or in a long, long time? And at one point in time it was, and I want to see it great again, but I'm not voting for Trump. But you see that hat and automatically you're going to assume that I'm supporting Trump. And that's the connection that you're going to make. And the same thing is, is wearing a Black Lives Matter shirt, automatically you're going to assume that it's with the, the organization Black Lives Matter. Because it's almost impossible to separate the two. And so this is why he's not wearing the shirt. That's why he's not wearing it. Because there are things in that group's platform, of course, Black Lives Matter. There's nobody in the world unless you run into some truly racist Klansmen jerks that do not believe that black lives matter. But there is a a movement that has hijacked this phrase and they have taken it and, and twisted it into something that is that Christians cannot align with. If we're going to maintain a a valid Christian worldview, Christians cannot align with the Black Lives Matter movement because there's way too much stuff that is evil and uh, sinful wrapped up in it. Go to their webpage, go to their About Us section of the webpage and just look at the, the platform that they stand on. You can't, as a Christian, in good conscience, align yourself with that movement. So here again to say, well, why didn't you just? Why won't you just wear the shirt? Well, because I can't allow myself to even be, you know, don't give any, uh, you know, any hint of impropriety. And so we can't. And so this is why he can't. And now, see, I'll let him. I'll let him talk some more. There's only another minute or so in this video, so we'll let him answer the rest of this question.
1: The correlation between those two. Well, I mean, honestly, I don't, I don't really see it as religion for myself. Um, I see it as a relationship with with God um, through through His son who died for our sins. I feel like not only, I I don't, I don't think that, you know, kneeling or um, putting on a t-shirt for me personally is the answer. I feel like um, for me, black lives are supported through the gospel. All lives are supported through the gospel that we all, like I said, have things that, 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 that we do our own. Sometimes it gets into a place of pointing fingers about who's wrong is worse you know, and who's wrong is seen. So I feel like the Bible tells us that we're all, we all fall short of the glory of the, we all fall short of God's glory. And that at the end of the day, you know, whoever will humble themselves and, and see God and repent of their sins, that, that that we could see it in a different light. See our mistakes, see people's mistakes in a different light. See people's evil in a different light. And that it would help bring us closer together and get past it and get past anything that you know that's on the surface and doesn't really deal with the hearts of men and
0: women. All right. So there you go. There is uh his answer and this was awesome. This was awesome to see and again to to have um somebody just standing and you know saying this is my conviction. This is why I'm not going to do this. It was very encouraging. And, and again, you know, I know all the people that were like, well, I'm never watching basketball again. They've got Black Lives Matter on the courts and, and stuff like that. You know what? These same people that said that were talking about, you know, bad blocks and, and bad calls and stuff like that. They're still watching. It's the same thing with, with people who said, well, I'm never watching football again because Colin Kaepernick nailed. Most of those people still watched. You know, the NFL did not lose that much through Colin Kaepernick's kneeling or other players kneeling or so on. And I've always maintained, if you want to kneel, kneel. You know, I served in the military. I never saw combat. I always make that disclaimer. But I was willing, I was willing to to put myself in harm's way to protect the freedoms that we have in this country. And one of those freedoms is to stand, kneel, sit, lay down. Do whatever you want to do during the National Anthem. I will stand. You know, Again, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. As for me and my house, we will stand for the National Anthem. You know, I, I take pride in that National Anthem. As the country that, that I served and was willing to uh, put myself in harm's way for, I will stand for that National Anthem. Now, is that a hill I'm going to die on? No. No, I, I, I served so you have the freedom to do whatever. And I'm not, you know, I'm not going to n- make it a religious thing. I mean, absolutely. I mean, if you're trying to argue from the standpoint of God of why you have to stand for the national anthem, well, then you're, you're barking up the wrong tree. Because then you're getting into what Kurt Kennedy, Kurt Allen calls theological uh, arguments. You know, it's theological politics. And that's not true. God, God is not going to uh, count it as sin if you don't stand for the national anthem. Right? So you, it's not, but not kneeling could be a, a religious thing. You know, I, the baseball player that stood that says, I will kneel before nobody but God. And yeah, I mean, I don't kneel for my president. I don't kneel for a pope. Um, I don't kneel for anybody. Um, you know, I knelt to propose to my wife, you know, I kneel to get down on the same level as my daughter and to, to minister to her, but I'm not swearing loyalty to anybody on my knee except for Jesus Christ. And therein was where religion falls in line with this. The reason why we, I would never wear a black lives matter shirt is again, it does not, it, it is almost impossible to separate that statement from the movement that is uh, has a sin-filled platform that they put forth. So I can't, I cannot, you know, I can't wear a shirt that says "No justice, no peace" because that's that's not biblical. You know, again, if we know peace, justice has to have been meted out on Christ. If we are going to get justice for what we deserve that means that there is no peace for us. If we receive justice, we don't get peace. If Jesus took the justice on our, that we deserved on our behalf, then we know peace. So I can't wear that shirt. I can't, you know, again, most of the things, can I, could I wear a shirt that says I can't breathe? Sure. I guess I can. I would probably want to wear it on one of those masks that they want to make mandatory with this COVID thing. Um, because I can't breathe when I put a mask on Um, it's it's hard it's irritating Um, is it gonna kill me no but still I I don't like to wear the mask I do when I have to because my company requires it but um, I don't like to wear it because I can't breathe so that would be an appropriate place to wear a statement that says I can't can't breathe but how many of those People that are selling those items are giving portions of that money to the Black Lives Matter movement. And again, so it's, 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 maybe I shouldn't say it's impossible, but it's next to impossible to separate the statement from the movement. Just like Jonathan Isaac said, he is, you know, he doesn't see how wearing a t-shirt or kneeling is going to help because the gospel is what is going to help. And I've maintained that, and I know guys have pushed back on that. But truly, if somebody hears the gospel, repents of their sin, and puts their trust in Christ, the racist heart, the, 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 the dark heart, the sinful heart is going to be removed, and they're going to come to a place where they're going to hate that sin of racism. Is that going to remove any kind of a completely remove racism from our country? Probably not because not everyone is going to respond to the gospel when it's presented. But that is the ultimate uh, solution to the issue of race. If one person is racist, and, and again, we want to. Removing racism is going to come to the individual person. And if, if a person who is racist truly repents and puts their faith in Jesus. the holy spirit is going to come in and convict them of that sin and change them and cause them to hate that sin and that is our solution and that is why we say all the time preach the gospel at all times use words because they're necessary and until next week soli deo gloria Mm.